it's crazy. Like when I first got into porn, like so many people that I went to high school with were like, you've ruined your life. Like you're, you've completely ruined your life. You're never going to have a life. You're never going to have get married. You're never going to have kids. You're never going to have a job. You've completely ruined your life. And all those people are just working as a waitress now. And I'm just like, what are you talking about? Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of High Low with Emrata. We are kicking off the year with a very special guest, former adult film actress, star of Euphoria season two, and collage artist, Chloe Cherry. I wanted to start this episode off by saying that it has not been entirely a coincidence that I have had on multiple women who have worked in sex work or in the adult film industry. It's been my experience and what I've seen of the world that often people who have worked in the sex industry are not taken seriously. And if you want an example of that, look no further than the clip of Mia Khalifa on my TikTok where she's talking about men who date significantly younger women. Um, And look at the comments. And it's pretty horrifying to realize how many people disregard and insult her because of her history, rather than thinking her perspective might actually be informed um, and interesting. Chloe Cherry has a very different philosophy around the porn industry than Mia. She's had a very different experience. She has different opinions than I do around commodification of body, but I think she has a lot of interesting things and I think her perspective is very valid. And I want to talk more about all of this at the end of the episode and in our subscription episode. So without further ado, Chloe Cherry. Stay tuned for more High Low with Emrata. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome back to High Low with Emrata. Hi, Chloe Cherry. Hello. Thank you so much for coming in. Happy New Year. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so happy to have you. I first got turned on to you, like so many people, by Euphoria. And I remember going to your Instagram being like, this girl is cool and she's funny. Oh, thank you. That's You have a really good sense of humor. And like a playfulness about just life, which I really respect and admire. So we were just talking about Pennsylvania and your roots and yes Pennsylvania so I was born in Pennsylvania in 1997 and uh it was like (sighs) cool in a way because like you know like my parents are all in love and like they're like let's have this baby and stuff and that was really cool but then you know as I got older I realized Pennsylvania was sort of just very bleak place were they from there um no neither of them were from there but they were from like close by like new jersey and like new york and then like as i grew older i remember just really having like i mean i tried to make the best of it you know there is like beautiful nature there and there are great things about it but i like really just became i really desire i had this strong desire to just live like in new york or california or something i would just like make art about it and like talk about it like write poems about california and like what i imagined it to be like and just think about new york and like visit new york all these things and like just was always very from a young age very set on not living in pennsylvania what did you want to be when you were a little kid i wanted to be a plethora of different things but i remember when i was younger i had this idea of being some kind of showgirl sort of thing like i was very into like flashiness but also like this idea of being very adult like to me when i was young like that thing of like being like sexual seemed 
equaled like being like a successful adult to me so like i think i had i thought about being like a singer which like i can't sing at all but like i definitely wanted to be like a singer or like a showgirl or something very flashy when i was young so funny i have a memory of looking in the mirror and like doing a performance yes. basically as like a six-year-old and then i remember yeah. doing it in front of my parents we had this wall in our kitchen from our living room and i sexily like dragged myself down yeah. it and i remember my parents being like where did you learn that? But I remember thinking, I want to be one of those women. Totally. I remember growing up with like my family and stuff. We would watch VH1 and like MTV and like all those music videos. And there would just be so much sexy dancing. And all you wanted to do was just be what you saw on TV. Like all I wanted to do was just be a singer so badly, but mostly just like on stage naked. Yeah. Clearly. You wanted just, to be like hot and there's powerful. This, there's that one music video where it's, I forget who it is, but it's two like really hot singers from the 2000s and they're just like rubbing up against each other and that just like changed my life i was like that's exactly what i want to be seen doing forever when i was writing my book i was like trying to figure out what when did this start like when did it yeah. start and it was honestly it was all those music videos and like <laughs> yeah. britney spears and I, like literally everything i have a visual of like sierra and a missy elliott i can't remember which song i actually think that might be the one i remember too because they were like really rubbing up against each other yeah, yeah i remember just thinking like that was the coolest thing you could be as an adult yes. woman totally totally just thinking that was like the ultimate way to be and you just see it as like cool and desirable and like you know that's how you get everybody to like you yeah it just seemed like that that was like the most powerful thing a woman could yeah, be and also because of the fact that they're on tv and like you don't really see you weren't really seeing people like you on tv you weren't really seeing like other six-year-olds that just like live normal lives on tv you were seeing that and you're like oh well if they're being projected on tv for everybody to see that must equal they're like the best the best people on the planet i always actually need to ask more of like my male friends because dudes want to be like rock stars and rappers and stuff yeah. but like you see such more of a range of powerful men who feel like cool you yeah. know that do different things but as yeah. a young woman it felt like very clear what was the coolest thing and then also at school the hot girls or the pretty girls get so much yeah. attention and you're like I want that totally yeah yeah I remember being in like third grade and being obsessed with Paris Hilton and wanting to be like her like that makes no sense at yeah. all like how could you even be anything like Paris Hilton when you're in third grade I was trying to be like her and like we would like watch the show and like oh my God. watch Holly Madison and stuff Girls Next Door like all those shows and like all I wanted to be was like a bimbo from the time I was like seven or eight just because of TV and like what they would show on TV and what they would show in magazines as being good it just made me just want to be that more than anything in the world. I just wanted to be like hot and just dumb, you know, like a bimbo. But you were making art. I know you weren't really into school, but you were making art, yeah. right? I was really, really, really bad at school. I actually had a thought about this yesterday because I a lot of my friends are like educated and I really admire that about them. They're like people who went to college and got jobs and stuff. I just find it so crazy because I barely graduated high school. But yeah, I used to always, I've always made art and um, that's kind of always been like my main thing. I feel like what I got out of going to high school, because that's the only form of education I've done, what I got out of it was I learned how to have on-camera presence and I learned how to have like on-stage presence and I learned how to like sort of make a name for myself and more so like learned how to like move in show business more than I learned how to like be an academic for some reason. How did you learn your stage presence? I learned it honestly mostly from doing the morning announcements. Like I started doing them in middle school. I did they those had, in middle school. Yeah. I literally blacked that out until you just said that right now. <laughs> I would do those in the morning and I just got really into like being in front of a camera and like I just really enjoyed it. And then I also like did musicals and stuff like that. But again, like I wasn't a good singer, so I wasn't like the star of the musicals. I was just like in them. But a lot of like those are great like people would come to see me in that and like I feel like that stuff kind of all accumulated and then also just being sort of myself I was just sort of like an odd teenager like I said a lot of odd things I had a lot of very like unique takes on things and like I was just very like not afraid of what people think like more than I've ever been in my life I think that part of that was just 
having to experience like people thinking you're weird and then like accepting you is like a practice in having stage presence i think i had this friend and we were just like so 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 crazy together and i remember growing up i was always so 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 much more concerned with being considered funny than i was be to being considered hot like oh, i'm glad i said you were funny then shit oh my god you don't even understand how great that does for me because just being seen as funny like meant way more to me than anybody ever thinking I was attractive and I realized that in like ninth grade that I was like huh like I've realized that being funny actually means a lot more to me than like being attractive like I just think that there's like more value in it for some reason I just feel like more comfortable in that like I really genuinely do and like ever since then like and I still care about my looks aesthetically and I think of it almost as an art to like care about your looks so especially when you're a public persona totally when you're a public persona and it's funny like I was just visiting my family and saw my mom and my mom like thought that some of my like beauty routines and things were like sort of ridiculous but I'm just like you don't understand like I literally I cannot sleep without doing my skincare like I have to do all that stuff I wish that was true for me I fall asleep sometimes <laughs> makeup on. I was talking about this this weekend because I was with my friend who he has literally a like a 50 step thing oh, and it wow. was New Year's morning and I heard this mother I was in bed and I heard this motherfucker spraying his face and I was like are you serious it's 4 30 in the morning so then I like was like okay fine and this is my friend Moses and then he did the whole skincare routine with me and I was like okay this needs to be like my 2020 thing but it was funny he was he works in entertainment too obviously and was yeah. like this is this is our money maker like yes. what are you doing and I was yeah. like true true shit yeah. were you like that in high school were you like aware of how you looked or did that happen once um, you started I was also aware of how I looked then but I was like so much less educated on like skincare and I sure. also didn't have the money for skincare it's so expensive as well but what I was incredibly skilled at I had cystic acne I was incredibly skilled at covering it up like wow. I was so good at covering it up like I would seriously shock people with the fact that I had acne and like I was so good when I was what, in high did school you do the like green on top of the red and then correct like no, the color it corrected. was just this like certain way of like I had like a beauty blender it was just a certain way of like going over each one and like yeah I did do some color corrections yeah. and then like the powder and like letting it set a certain amount of time and like all this stuff like yeah I was like really really good at covering it up and now still if I ever now like I don't really get very much acne but if I were to get like one pimple I can totally cover it up so easily which is really nice but yeah I was like crazy good at doing makeup back then I also think it's funny I was talking about this with a friend the other day about how when I was 14 years old, you wouldn't catch me dead outside without makeup. But now, oh like, at 25, I will, like, totally wear no makeup, like, all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Stay tuned for more High Low with Emrata. Welcome back to High Low with Emrata. We like talked about this before and you were like, I've told this story so many times about how you got into the adult oh, yeah. film industry and I don't want you to tell the same story. But what struck me when I was listening to you talk about it in different shows and interviews, you like knew what you wanted to do. Totally. You yeah. were like, this is my dream thing. But why was it your dream thing? Was it connected um, to like being a be like a showgirl? Yeah, I think it totally was in that way because there was a specific girl, I'm not gonna say her name, but there was a specific girl who's like extremely popular in the porn industry who I watched a lot and she was like really popular and like she literally just like was having so much fun and it basically like inspired me to like want to just get into porn because I was like this girl is just having so much fun and like she's so popular and like she's so successful and like all she has to do is like have sex and then she's like all popular and it just I became like so obsessed with her what inspired me was like the people that were already in it a lot of those just the way that they were like I just wanted to experience what they were experienced how did you feel about sex at 18 like, did you like sex? I what was did you? obsessed with sex at yeah. 18. You know, like, when I was 18, I would, like, look for people to 
fuck and I would hook up God, and now I, I just like have long-term boyfriends and like <laughs> you make it sound so boring you're like long-term <laughs> boyfriends but now I have super cool long-term boyfriends you're like they're great <laughs> and now I just do that kind of stuff I when I was 18 I would like hook up with people and I feel like that's when most people like hook up with people like I totally was the opposite really yeah I wasn't scared of sex I was scared of men oh yeah no. I was like so into just hooking up with somebody and just like I was so into like getting my number higher and just like that body count where do you think your attitude and approach to sex came from was your family super like sexually liberated and open or no, my family really didn't talk about sex at all my mom would like answer questions like if we were to ask her a question about sex she would like give us like a scientific answer that's pretty much it like she like told us the science behind things my mother like never ever like showed cleavage or anything like that oh she was but she wasn't religious she wasn't religious at all but she, she was never like, like oh, sexual at all and she was never dressed in a sexual way she never dressed like that at all i don't really know i swear it has nothing to do with my family i think it's just the fact that well i think it kind of does have to do with my family because the fact that my mom's extremely liberal like mm -hmm. my mom believes that like prostitution should be like decriminalized yeah and she taught me that as a child that like abortion should be legal prostitution should be decriminalized or like what she believed in and she's just extremely liberal and i think that that's really more than anything what it is is that it's not that people they were sex positive it's just that they weren't sex negative right that no one well, there was, was no like, like taboo there was no shame around it yeah, yeah totally that there wasn't like every time that i went out and hung out with a boy like my mom was just like oh you're having sex or something like that you know what i mean she yeah. understood it was like accepted yeah it just wasn't ever told no no having sex basically which i yeah. think is i would never have a kid but like i think that would be incredibly inappropriate to say to you your kid like no of you course, can't have sex awful. but i've heard of people being told that their their parents you know parents tell them to not do that and like my parents would never have said anything like that so i think that that's more where it came from that no one was ever like telling me that i was wrong so i just sort of formed things like on my own and your that, mom like, sounds great honestly she is great yeah. she's super liberal she's super unique and she actually believes in raising boys and girls the same way like she raised my brother and i the exact same way and i think it's the reason why i don't know i think my brother and i both have like a really healthy relationship to sexuality and things like i mean i don't really know what my brother's is but it he seems to just have like a girlfriend and it seems pretty normal and yeah like she just what i think is the best thing she did was to raise boys and girls the same yeah, yeah and especially when it comes to sex i think yeah. that they just fall short in that way specifically because somehow the puritanical stuff around like protecting your daughters and sex is something that men take from women and like women don't have desire in the same way all that shit just plays but, yeah, in and because i was never taught that it was like something that men wanted or anything i was always taught that it was just men and women want to do it together like i literally remember the first time like i ever even asked what it was and i like, learned about it like that's how i was explained to it that like men and women they want to do this thing like i was never ever 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 told anything other than like it's something that the woman desires which is yeah. very true people don't teach or like tap into female desire i think in general in our culture so it sounds yeah. like your mom is so open to that i wish that people would understand that like women like talk about men like super graphically and sexually and like very judgmentally the exact same way men do and like sometimes women will be like men do locker room talking it's like come on women do the exact same thing so like, funny i got a tiktok last night that was like men after a hookup and it's like did you hit it and they're like yeah and they like slap <laughs> and then a woman's like 5.75 inches long yes. 18 minutes like yes. three rounds Literally. Da, da, da. and i was okay, like it's so true it's so true that's a thousand percent yeah. the truth to me that like men are generally not that creepy with it actually like no, women share everything women with each other i mean with your close it. friends totally yeah with, yeah they <laughs> that's totally true I it's feel weird like, yeah. yeah it's like almost like i think men think it's like not masculine to talk about the like 
details of everything. I don't even know. Or something. I don't know. I think it's to them. They're just like, oh, like, did you hit it? Yeah, Yeah. dope. Like, or so crazy. Because for me, when I talk about hookups with my friends, I'm like, okay, so this, and then and then the vibe shifted, and you know what I mean. And they're like, totally know what you mean. Like that reminds me of yeah, and it's like this whole thing. What do you think about the porn industry now that you've left it? I think that there are some super cool people doing some super fun stuff, honestly. I really hope everyone stays safe and stays tested and stays positive. Yeah. Positive spiritually. Yeah, I think that it's a great place. And if you are tested of age and you've seen porn before, that I think it's a cool, fun job to do. I actually really admire porn stars. Now, like, I'm, like, like, weirdly starstruck by them. Like, when I see them on Twitter, I'm just like, whoa, like, it's you. Like, you're on, like, whatever website and, like... How um, come you decided to stop? Just because of the fact that I know that you can only do it for so long of your life and yes I'm only 25 like I have plenty of time to do it but I figured I would just it's really just because I figured I would like stop now while I'm ahead rather than like wait until I age out of something Mm -hmm. I'd rather just kind of stop and like put a cap in it and just like tie it up in a nice bow and have that really awesome porn career that went really well rather than like trying to do more with it because like it went so well and like now I'm at this other side of things that like having sex with me it's not the same as doing porn if if i were to be put on a scene with somebody the girl or guy like they might be like holy shit it's chloe cherry and like i'm just not comfortable with being seen as like the celebrity of porn Mm. stars like it's just with the nature of the industry with the way things work i'm just not comfortable with being that actress girl that everyone in the industry is gonna like treat differently and i just don't really like feel like when I was just a normal person, like I was I was on an even playing field, but like now I'm not. And like, yeah. so now I feel like I would rather just put my time elsewhere and like put yeah. my time into other things and like explore new things. I feel like acting is like, I could act when I'm like in my sixties, but like I can't do porn when I'm that old. Yeah. I read something you said about like how it takes a toll on your body. Yeah, it also does take a toll on your body. Like to do what I was doing, like I was doing hardcore porn. I was doing like really like intense stuff in order to do like a gangbang or DP or like anal and all those things. Like it, you have to like prepare your body for it and like it's tiring and it's like hard to like do those things a lot and like all like the crazy deep throating like deep throating so fucking hard you throw up on the dick it's exhausting it's super exhausting it sounds like a lot of work literally physically (laughs) it's so much work it's so 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 much work it's funny how like this side of entertainment like it's this year has blown my brain off with the amount that things pay for like like oh, these yeah. shoots that I've been doing, I'm just like, what is going on? Like, because there's wh- not as much money in porn. Yeah, you're telling me, holy shit! Oh my god! And that's another reason why I don't do porn anymore is because of I make what I made in a year in porn in one day in this industry. So there's no point in me just doing work that I don't have to. I think a hundred percent is like the main thing that like everything i made in a whole year in porn i can make in one day now so it's like there's just no point to did you always enjoy porn or were there moments yeah, where I you were like really enjoyed it i really really liked it i liked it like almost too much to the point where it would like make me sad because sometimes i wouldn't be cast in things and my agent would be like whatever it's just a fucking porno and i'm yeah. like but i want to be in throat fuck six and oh my god um, did you always love porn like yeah in high i always yeah. loved porn i thought it was so cool i thought porn was just like the coolest thing something that i think i had to do with it is the fact that like where i was from people just were not like if you were to like hook up with somebody like everyone in the school would find out and you're the biggest whore and you're disgusting everybody hates you and like there was just such a horrible horrible view on sex from the people in my hometown that i think it just made me like become obsessed with porn stars because they were actually like having sex and like actually having fun and they were actually making money versus I was watching these people like scrape by and barely be able to afford their life working as a waitress 
when then these people on porn yeah. are like in California and like living these great lives. Like, why would I? They seem like liberated financially exactly. and sexually. Yeah, completely, exactly those things. And like, I would way rather have that than like be scraping off tables in Pennsylvania. You know of what course. I mean? I mean, that's how I felt about modeling. Yeah, I was like, exactly. this money is crazy. I don't care about like the creepy guys and the whatever because like this yeah. compared to waitressing, like so much better and also i swear there's less maybe it's just because the modeling industry is bigger but there's like it's harder to be creepier in porn because you like get so like blacklisted the moment people are creepy really yeah there's this thing called like blacklisting people where like if you're creepy and a lot of directors they'll put like cameras in the rooms where they're shooting like security cameras just in case they like get called out for something and they can like prove they didn't do it or something because it's actually a big big thing in the porn industry of like a girl calls out like a director or a male talent or something they can get completely blacklisted from the industry and they never work again i wonder why that is is there like a history of that like yeah like accountability or? yeah it, well it, it, it all stems from the me too movement the yeah. porn industry we actually had our own separate me too movement in 2020 where hundreds and hundreds of people came out with their me too stories and from then on it's basically this thing where like if a woman says that you like did something wrong like you have to either like really fight it like it's a real thing that like people don't put up with anything in that industry. There's so many questions I have. Like, I'm like, oh my God, because, you know, you said you read my book and I just feel so many parallels. Obviously we've had different life paths and stuff, but there is a point for me where I was like, okay, this isn't just empowering. This isn't just amazing, but it feels like that's different for you. Like, how did you, how do you relate to that part of reflecting on how you've built your career and your body as a commodity. Back then, I didn't realize how lucky I actually was. I really feel like I took it for granted and like didn't realize how lucky I was to be able to do that at all. This sounds fucked up, but like sometimes I'll see like people from that I like went to high school with on like social media and I'll be like, whoa, that's what a 25 year old looks like. Because like I'm not used to like people in their 20s and 30s looking like that. I'm used to them being just like so stunning and like looking just so different. And um, yeah, I think I just really had no comprehension of how lucky I actually was and like how fortunate I actually was and how unique my situation actually was. Like, I don't know if I fully really like getting, understand getting that. the fuck out. Basically. Yeah, I never yeah. fully understood like how lucky I actually was to be able to get out based off of that and not like going to some crazy college or like, you know, doing something with your mind like most people have to do that. I was so lucky to be able to do that. And like, I wasn't able to do it with modeling, but I was able to do it with porn. And like, I'm still just, I'm so glad that I'm able to do that because as much as people would like say that they don't want to do that, like, I just don't, I don't want to work in an office. I don't want to be a secretary. I don't want to be a hostess. Yeah. I don't want to be any of those things. I can't do those things. Have you felt like with Hollywood, there's been any kind of judgment about your history in adult film? Honestly, no. If they are judging me, I think that they're just choosing to not interact with me because I haven't seen anybody. Yeah, that's kind of what I meant is like with booking jobs and like. Yeah, I audition a lot. So I assume that if they're having me audition that they like me. Right. But there, there really hasn't been a problem with it. No, like it hasn't been a problem. That's kind of like why I stopped as well. Just so that way it's like can be like a little more separated, mm -hmm. you know, like, because I think that for now, at this point in society, we don't have room for somebody to do porn and be a mainstream actor. But maybe one day in the future, we'll have that. Mm -hmm. But like, I don't know, I just feel like we don't have room for that right now. Like, I don't know if people can handle that yet. Well, also, like, I don't know how you could actually do it with your time and like no. your schedule. Like, I don't with know how you schedule, would do you both. You could never do it. You yeah. could never do both. Those yeah, are two, like, really intense. Unless I did, like, one a year. Right, right, right. Yeah. Which, Which maybe that's be. when the check comes. Maybe one day. Maybe that's when the sh and they you know start paying. It's crazy that I'm, like, the only person in this industry that, like, my comeback isn't, like, music or acting or something. My comeback could be, like, pornography, and that's very unique. I don't know if it's that's ever unique, But it'd be been. funny if I, like, completely redid my body 
And then like 20 years later. I was going to ask because like, <laughs> so I've seen you did some like, I think it was like a TikTok where, you're, where your lips were like so different in high school. And I was like thinking yeah. about you as a performance artist and as an artist. And I was like, was that a choice where she was like, I'm going to have some like fat lips? Yeah. Totally. Sick. Yeah. I just thought that big lips would look good on me. And they I look was really right. fucking good. Yeah. I yeah. just, I don't know. I just, I got them filled. How I, old were you? I was like 20 when okay. I first got them filled. I thought that they looked so amazing. And I basically, it was my whole life when I was younger, I thought all I needed was to have bigger lips. I used to just think like, all I need is just bigger lips. And then I'll just push me over the edge and like that's really what will make me look good and like all I need is just have bigger lips yeah then I started doing my lips and I've had my lips done probably like 15 times because the filler dissolves right yeah, yeah, yeah so I've had them done about I've had like 15 syringes put in my face and um it's a lot but it's like my favorite thing to do People have the craziest tattoos. Like so many celebrities have like the weirdest tattoos out there and they're like covered in them. Like there's so many rappers that have like, the craziest face tattoos. So to me, that's just comparable to my lips. It's I mean, just crazy I, to be art. honest, when I watched Euphoria, I thought they were natural. <laughs> I don't know if I'm like, I just was like, damn, that girl has some big ass lips. And I love then, like, that. I love that a lot. Um, yeah. But then I almost, I actually think it's more interesting that you like made a choice and were like, okay, this is how I want to see myself in this whatever and like evolving even because mouths are such like a sexual thing but you see them no matter what like they're never yeah. covered so I guess in COVID they were but it's just interesting how would you redo your body if you were to go back to porn um, would you get like a fat ass mm, <laughs> or like what you know what's funny is that I feel like if I did redo my body no one would fucking watch it like the only right. thing people like about it was my body and wait like, so why did you say that you would redo I, your body I think I just the idea of that would be like because like now it's been so far away from it that like the idea of that is like oh yeah i'd be more comfortable if i had like redone my body but like uh -huh. in actuality no one would watch it if i redid my body but you would it's like something about the transformation but it's just something about that makes me feel like that's what would make me feel like more comfortable to do it again like if i had like completely redid my body even though like if i actually completely redid my body and then went back to porn like people would be so upset yeah Stay tuned for more High Low with Emrata. Welcome back to High Low with Emrata. Did you always know you wanted to be an actress? Like, were you, was that like the I always, goal? I was more so wanting to get into like fashion design after porn my whole thing was i was going to get into porn and porn was going to teach me about like you know owning my own business and mm. like just teach me about like different things and then i really wanted to get into having like some kind of fashion line and you know what i was right like i actually did end up getting to save a lot of money from the adult business and then like putting that into like i started like apprenticing at this like place like working under this guy and just to, like learn how to make clothes i did work on that like a little bit and like yeah i considered being an actress but i thought actress was so fucking out of my cards like yeah i thought that i was like a shoe-in to be somebody like creative but right. i I didn't think it was even possible for me to be an actress. I literally didn't think it was possible. And like the reason why I never went into acting when I was younger is just because I just thought it was impossible. Like I literally thought that like getting into acting like and, and this is literally what everybody in Pennsylvania told me that the only way you can get into acting is if your parents get you into it when you're a really little kid and then you like build up your entire life and then you could become an I actor. just remember like thinking it was the chances were like being a like professional athlete or like I grew up with like a lot of skateboarders and ev all of them wanted to be pro and it was like yeah, yeah but none of you guys are, or like yeah. one of you will yeah. be pro and that's how it felt with acting it was like everybody wants to be famous everybody wants yes. to be whatever and no and, one dude and that's especially impossible. when i first moved to la every single 
person I would meet would be like, oh, I'm an actor. And it'd be like the ugliest, weirdest person ever. And they would always say they were an actor and they were going to be an actor. And it was just so fucking weird. And like, you're just like, what's going on? And it just made me hate the world of acting. Like, I honestly hated it. When I was 18, I hated the world of acting. I thought those people were weirdo losers. They were just going to waste their life away working as a waitress while they think they're going to become an actor one day. Like, that's genuinely the outlook that I had on it for a long time. I mean, that's true for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and that's genuinely the outlook i had on it for a long time was that like there's no such thing as just like becoming an actor you're not just gonna like make it one day like you're just gonna waste your life so like i might as well just do something that will like give me the chance to act and like do these things that i want to do but like i actually get to like, participate in it and yeah. get somewhere in it and i did and like i'm still just forever 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 in shock ever since i got this whole new thing going on like it's just been like a different like my sleep is different like everything is just molecularly different or worse i'm just more like nervous now like everything is like molecularly different like i literally ever since this thing happened i feel like i've gone into like a different dimension because like it's crazy like when i first got into porn like so many people that i went to high school with were like you've ruined your life like you're you've completely ruined your life you're never gonna have a life you're never gonna have get married you're never gonna have kids you're never gonna have a job you've completely ruined your life and all those people are just working as a waitress now and i'm just like what are you talking about i really 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 don't understand what is wrong with sex work and i to me it just seems like people hate women Yeah, I mean, well, that is true. But I mean, I think that the way that our, like, there is no protection for sex workers. And that's like the only reason that I would ever, like, if my friend wanted to do it, it, you know, I think, first of all, like, you sound like at 18, you had a real understanding of what you wanted. But, you know, I had Mia Khalifa on the show and like, she had such a different experience with it. And like, she was saying like, she thinks it needs to be the age of 21. She signed away like her whole life basically at 18 and felt like completely out of control. So I think there's like the element of age and whatever, and how much you really are cognizant of what you're doing. And then ownership and rights and money and then honestly just protection and like the legal stuff around sex work is so fucked up women femme presenting people any sex worker is not protected totally yeah and it's really really scary and like at the same time like porn is like legal so like you are like protected to like a certain degree but like is there a union no there can't be a union because of the nature of the industry because people come in and out too quickly okay so there's not a union but um yeah mia khalifa had like a very different experience and so did like lana rhodes and like a lot of these girls and i i pay attention to them like yeah. their interviews and stuff but then if you go look at like abella danger and riley reed they have very different things to say and i think it's um very different for each person it's very different I was in it for six years and like I didn't really do it on like a whim. I like yeah. thought about it yeah. for a long time was also well, the it was thing also with me. your decision. And I also like kind of no offense to me, didn't really have anything else going for me so much. Like I had horrible, horrible grades. There was no chance of me getting into any college. I like wasn't really that skilled in anything like I didn't really have like a ton of other options like there literally wasn't any and this is basically what I had figured out my senior year was like the only way for me to afford to live on my own as a young person was to be a sex worker really that that was like the only thing that I could do and like I don't know I was also just always really interested in it and like I personally am just so fucking glad that like I put that respect on my body to like do whatever the fuck I wanted to do no matter what like my friends or whatever were saying like actually respected myself enough to go do what I wanted to do with myself no matter what any person in the world said like that I actually was like no this is what I want to do for money because like you know like i wish that i could like make collages for money but like you can't just like decide to do that but like porn you can just go make money off of it something that i'll always say about it is porn was the only kind of day that i could get through like in sex work in general like being on cam or something like that like that was the only kind of day that i could get through like i couldn't make it through the day doing anything other than sex work that was the only thing do you think it was like the performance and the like what about it made yeah it i think it was the fact that it was like a performance and the fact that like 
your whole goal in it is just making someone come and it's not like my whole goal is to like serve 500 people in this night and I'm a cocktail waitress that I can't accomplish that but like to make one person come I can accomplish that and I just would way rather do that than like what what it was like to be a waitress was like so fucking traumatizing like my boss was so fucking creepy he was like a actual sexual predator like nobody in porn's a registered sex offender nobody but like dudes that works at restaurants So you basically are. felt safer working in porn than yes, you did in a restaurant. so much safer working in porn than in a restaurant because in porn, it was like, this is what we're going to do today. There wasn't like then the this random guy comes up to you and tries to touch you. None of that ever happened to me. Yeah. Like there was no like, oh, then now this guy is trying to have sex with you. Like none of that shit ever happened. Like everyone was just completely consensual and like, I don't know like it was just so I just felt so much more respected there than in a restaurant I'm thinking so much about consent as you're talking because like I think that's the thing about what you're describing and when everything is set out on the table and there's no hidden dynamics or power dynamics and it's really clear there's something um really ref I could imagine that being the thing that made you feel safe yeah totally and just for I don't know, like, instead of just having this, like, creepy, creepy, creepy boss that, like, won't stop trying to hit on me and, like, touch me and stuff, why don't I just go and, like, have, like, actually consensual sex with people that are, like, tested and safe and just, like, yeah. I don't know. Like, it just, I just Oh, it's almost like you're saying, like, everything is about sex no matter what when you're an 18-year-old girl no matter yeah, what. Yeah, So why not just address it head on and, like, be well, safe and in control? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or just, like... I, I don't know like why not just like capitalize off of it more than like if I'm gonna have to suffer through this because I'm an 18 year old girl why not capitalize off of it and I did and like I'm so fucking glad that I made tons of fucking money at 18 instead of just scraping my way by as a shitty waitress like I'm forever so fucking glad that I was confident enough to do that instead of wasting my life being hit on by some creepy 40 year old what's your relationship to sex now now my relationship to sex is like I so I've never been monogamous before and I want to try that you're like but the last frontier, the one thing you have. That is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Yeah, that's like the one last thing that I've never tried a monogamous relationship. And I want to see how that feels, but it's a lot. Like, it's hard for me. Like, it's really crazy coming off of a sex work career because you're like so used to like having casual sex. And then when you're someone like me that's like scared of hooking up with people, your life gets real, real Wait, why confusing. are you scared of hooking up um, with people? I'm just afraid they're never gonna talk to me again. And that yeah. would just like fuck with my brain too much. That just feel like polar opposites, like to be so used to casual sex, but then also be scared they're never gonna talk to you again. Yeah, I... I'm very interesting, you could say. So how the hell do you have sex? with? Because that's I, an inherent risk have, if you have, like, casual sex that they're just never going to talk to you again. I know. That's why you just need to, like, just have boyfriends. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to figure it out. But I'm like, I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm, I'm like, I think you just, for me, I'm like, I just have learned to, like, just not care. I'm like, if I never talk to them again, like, I, they're lost. Literally, that's what I think. No, I can't. I can't handle it. I would rather just continue having sex with the same person I've been like hooking up with for like a long time than like to try to find someone new that could possibly never talk to me again. You know what I mean? Yeah. But what about when you shoot? I mean, I guess with porn, it's like it's a job, so it's not it's the job. same. You don't. So it's I not didn't personal. Feel personal at all. Yeah, yeah, I, felt, yeah. I felt nothing from it at all. And I remember sometimes the dudes would like fucking take me seriously they would think i was actually into them and that was kind of annoying they would actually be like yeah we should totally hang out and i'd be like you're like no no no. we just work together yeah we, yeah. we work together. we worked a shift together but it, yeah exactly but it's funny they're like that like convinced that you like could maybe be into them and you're it's like funny. i'm an incredible actress yeah exactly exactly and it's porn sex acting porn yeah. is sex acting porn it looks like sex, but it's not sex. It's fake sex. It's just something that looks like sex, so we call it sex is what yeah. I always say, that it's not real. Like, sex is a real connection is what sex really is. That's just, like, a 
physical formation, you know, I don't know. So does it feel really different when you obviously- Totally, yeah. it feels so different when you're shooting porn than when you're having actual sex. So different. And if it does feel like you're having actual sex in a porn, that's a good scene. And I could go look through all my scenes and tell you which ones felt like actual sex because some well, of them did. Mm -hmm. What's the distinction? Like you lose yourself a little bit in the ones that felt like real sex? yeah totally yeah yeah totally and, and you're like, just like you're not even aware as and much like, as there you're was performing. like a connection yeah, yeah there was like a connection there and like that's like what i have now like if i like have sex with somebody like i'm like connected to them like yeah. like i just don't have sex with anybody other than like people that i've known for like a long time because i just can't cope with the idea of just meeting somebody and hooking up with them and then they just never want to talk to me again i, I get just it can't. i remember there was a guy who, when I was very young, it was high school, and we were kind of together, and then he was not into it. He was a lot older than me, and I remember laying on my bathroom floor on the tile and being like, this is the worst I've ever felt in my life. I'm dying. I feel like for so long that held me back with casual sex and with hookups because I was just like, I never want to feel that way again. So I relate. Yeah. I think every person relates to that. Really? Okay. I mean, to a certain extent. All my friends, I don't care what their body count is and how whatever, there is a level of it feels like rejection. Yeah. You totally, know? Yeah. Like of course. You're be you're vulnerable, like in a way that I can't yeah. handle rejection. Well, you're in the right fucking industry. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> What's next? Like what are you gonna work on? What's your... I'm gonna work on a whole lot of stuff. I'm gonna be I wanna star in as many movies as a person can. And I wanna do a lot of movies and I'm thinking about writing my memoir. You but should. like my memoir, I want to write a memoir about like my porn career and then make my acting career like a separate memoir, I think. I just, I really want to share about what it's like to be. I would just, my, a huge goal of mine is for people in the future, for 18 year old girls in the future that get into porn for their family and friends to not react the way that mine did because the way that my family and friends reacted was extremely traumatizing i was told that i was an evil person that i had ruined my life i was screamed at i have never been talked down to so horribly in my entire life and all i want is for that not to be the experience of the next 18 year old girl for them not to be so fucking looked down on i really think that sex work should be an option because like a lot of people it's just something that like comes so much more naturally to us and people that are like mentally ill and like you know just have these different things that make normal work harder for them like they should have an option out there and that option should be safe and like i just really 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 will never see what's wrong with it and i'll never understand why people say like i would never want to see my kid be a sex worker because like i think it'd be more sad if your kid never had sex I just really don't, I want to understand the stigma behind it because I don't comprehend it. Like I'm a human being just like everybody else and the way that I was born and the way that I was raised made me so I do not comprehend the stigma whatsoever. And like, I'm really curious as to find out like why people would tell me that I ruined my life because I did porn. Like why to you is that a ruined life? Cause well, somebody's- I mean, for you in particular, it's not true. Like you have yeah. been able to pivot into a career that's like now paying you even more money yeah. and offering more options. Yeah. And I really hope you write that memoir because there aren't enough books like that. And I think it, I would be really interested to read. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I think it, I really, really, really want to just put more information like that out there. And like, I just want for people that get into sex work and like I know because also like sex work is like think about working your way through college it's a lot easier to like do a one porn a week than like having to work every single day to make your rent and I wish that those things were just more like okay and just like accepted and like it could a person could be a porn star for a, a year because they needed money when they were in school and then they go on to be something else you know i think that that should be okay it's so crazy how much like everything boils down to money and capitalism it's so crazy yeah it's really <laughs> and when it comes to women i think so much if that is true and like that's another thing i wish people would talk more openly about is how much an option as a young woman you realize like 
your body in any industry, like you keep talking about waitressing, that's a part of it. One of my very close friends was a waitress who was on the show and she wrote a book about her time in it. And she was talking about like, it's literally a stage tips, for example, like how much you flirt, how you make those people feel and to act like your physical self when you're a young woman and your waitress doesn't totally play into that. I mean, it's obviously on a scale of like stripping and model and all these things, but like our physical selves always are a part of how we are treated and even how much money we can make no matter what your industry is, which is, yeah, really important to realize. Yeah. And I think that the same is true for men as well. Thank you so much for coming on. We're at the end of our time. Um, I'm really excited for all the movies and also your memoir. Yes. And my collaging. Yes. I want to put it out there that if there's anybody out there that's like a musician or like somebody like that, someone that needs like an album cover, I would love to make like commission a, a collage for Do them. Do you post your collages? Yeah, I post okay. If you look on my Instagram, there's a little account in my bio that's called Chloe Cherry Pie. Okay. And that's my art account. Okay, I'm gonna check it out. It's great. Thank you. Great. Thank you so much. Yes, Yay. this is great. That was Chloe Cherry. Thank you so much, Chloe, for coming on and talking about your experience with the porn industry. I am really curious to hear from all of you about what you think, particularly sex workers or people who've worked in adult film. I saw a video of Lana Rhodes recently talking about how at the height of her career, she was only making $1,200 per clip. So speaks to what Chloe was saying about money. Obviously, I've heard from Mia Khalifa and various, which I brought up in the episode, very different perspectives about the film industry, the adult film industry, and how it takes care of its actors. So I'm curious for people to weigh in on that. But I also think there's something really interesting around what Chloe is saying about how, in many ways, all women are commodifying their body and their sexuality. And she liked the very clear transactional and dynamics that were full of consent that porn offered her compared to other environments. And I'm curious to hear from people who have worked in restaurants or don't work in the sex industry or in the entertainment industry and also feel like their body and their sexuality is a part of their job and their livelihood. Go to hilo.fm. That is the website to go to submit your voice memos and your thoughts. A lot of you DM me. I can't read all the DMs. I get too many and it's too hard to filter through because I also get like random ones that don't have to do with the podcast. Plus, we really like to use audio for those subscription episodes. So if you could go to hilo.fm, it would be really appreciated. Um, I think people are going to have a lot to say about this episode and I'm very curious to hear all of your thoughts and I want to be able to include them in the talk back subscription episode. So thank you so much for listening. Thanks again to Chloe and we will see you all on Thursday with an episode about CTE and the NFL. Thanks so much for listening. High Low with Emrata is a Sony Music Entertainment, Bitch Era Media, and Something Else production produced by Chelsea Jacobson. Our executive producers are me, Emily Radikowski, and Sarita Wesley. Our senior producer is Medina Parwana, and our associate producer is Rachel Choder. Today's episode was engineered by Samantha Gatsik with original music by The Crystal Pharaoh. Thanks for listening.